participatory and budgeting. And this is capital P, capital B, participatory budgeting. It's a really great introduction to participatory budgeting. Hey folks, this is Two White Folks with Chase Brantley and myself, Joey Carter, with a very special guest, Imani Scott Blackwell. We are today going to continue to discuss participatory budgeting. Participatory budgeting just provides real opportunities for people who have lost complete faith in local governments or just in any kind of power structure to be directly involved. And so now with, you know, we've, we've talked about this conceptually, but there is something in the works called the people's budget, Athens, and would love for our listeners to have more of an understanding of what's in the works for that over the next several months. What is People's Budget Athens? So the People's Budget Athens is a grassroots organization focused on holding people's assemblies where people can learn about participatory budgeting first and foremost uh, and sort of practice the process while we wait for the government (laughs) to give us the money to actually do it, essentially, uh, and to actually, you know, create the pathways for a larger community process with their resources backing it. The first, we've had two assemblies so far, starting out with what is participatory budgeting and also being able to start having those discussions of what are the issues that we see that we want to respond to. Affordable housing, wages, things like needing more investment in youth development. So starting that conversation and then coming to our most recent assembly where we got more into the nitty gritty of some of the existing initiatives, particularly the Worker Center and how that relates to the labor movement in Athens. And then also talking about potential responses to affordable housing. Mm -hmm. And going from there, it's actually going to shift the process a little bit because we were awarded some grant funding that has made a lot of things more possible. (laughs) And it has also allowed me to sort of return to my organizing roots because really my passion is with giving young people these opportunities. And it actually looks like the school district may sooner implement participatory budgeting than the local government. I'm working on a proposal now at Clark County School District using the grant funds to actually provide stipends for youth fellows to essentially lead and design the process. And so being able to start the process, quite frankly, it doesn't matter who starts it, uh, but to begin to provide that proof of concept where we are seeing projects that emerge and having people participate. So I'm really excited about the possibility of having five, 10, however many students deep dive in leadership development and participatory budgeting and getting involved in governance and things like that. Um, Do you see this as playing a role in addressing things like the school to prison pipeline and students not having good access to mental health needs and just being supported at home? Like, can it dovetail with these other concerns that we have within our schools? Could this have a more 
wide ranging effect. Definitely. And one of the main examples that comes to mind is the impact on creating a pathway for involvement and leadership of students with disabilities Mm -hmm. in these processes and doing so from on the front end. What we're trying to do is create avenues for people to get their needs met. Mm Uh, And so the way that I see the being intentional about the bringing the most directly impacted individuals of things like the school to prison pipeline and all of the other ways that students are marginalized as well um, in school buildings is that changing the school building conditions, impacting the school climate, we are able to build really the resilience of the students themselves rather than necessarily focusing on the negative, like the what we don't want, Uh, but being able to focus on what is it that we do want and how do we make this a space that people want to come to that isn't like prison in so many ways. (laughs) Um, I'm, I'm really struck by this shouldn't be revolutionary because I see, I see this happen in Athens a lot, but like if you want to find out what people need, ask them. Like you just ask them, hey, what would make your day better? You know, what do you need? Instead, what schools do is they they bring in experts to make decisions for what students need, right. or they don't bring in experts. I mean, you know, but it's like it's like nonprofits abolish and, experts. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's like uh, we don't need them. It's no, like what is it, an expert? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's the same analogy. We haven't talked about nonprofits on this well, we podcast will. yet, but it's the same mindset for nonprofits where like we have mostly white people, not always, but come in as experts. Mm-hmm. to try to help heal or fix things that are wrong with the community. And like, they don't need to be there. Right. We just need to go to the community and say, what do you need? Which like participatory budgeting, correct me if I'm wrong, but I love that it's just going to the community and saying, what do you need? Yes. Yeah. And it's so simple. It actually makes the whole process easier. It's like, how do you make people's lives more enjoyable? Yeah. How do you, you ask them what they need? Only and, benefits, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And, and really, you know, now that you bring up bringing in experts, it gives, I mean, the, the school board and the county gets to save a shit ton of money by not bringing in giant firms and nonprofits to run whatever programs to find out what the community needs. Right. Uh, and so, you know, again, from a budgeting standpoint, you don't have to hire a firm to essentially create the budget. But starting with the schools, what to you could be some possible concrete proposals or scenarios that you could see students proposing? Actually, I, I don't even have to make it up. Karina just asked no, oh, a there group we go. of students um, <laughs> and she posted the list. Uh, so I'll just pull up some of their suggestions. Let's see. Okay. An east side library. Why do I have to drive by Clark Central to get to the library? Remodel the school. The bathrooms are gross. The smell. The color. Air purification. Outdoor classrooms. Purchase instruments so the students don't have to. New stadium. Resource center. Summer camps. A longer lunchtime. The fact that right now lunchtime is like 10 to 20 minutes is is really really mind-blowing to me. Is it really? It's like 20 minutes. That's that's a form of torture. 
No, literally. Yeah. <laughs> I had an hour. Yeah, no, as no, a kid. no, that's not. They when, don't have time for that. We're competing with China. Come when on. the fuck did that <laughs> change? <laughs> yeah, no, it's around the time they got rid of like. No, I think they still have some miniature recess time too. Probably Jeez. also around twenty to thirty minutes. Uh, broadband internet also came up. Computer science classes. Compost lunch food instead of throwing it away. Uh, which also probably would help us get closer to real food because I know a lot of students, um, it's very common for me to hear, I don't eat lunch because the food is terrible. <laughs> so I just skip the meal altogether. Um, recycle, but like for real. <laughs> um, uh, let's see, college essay help to not have to wait until senior year before teachers and counselors start talking about college. Stop learning only for a test. And I think this just really get learning more about taxes, credit, how to buy a house or a car. Yes. But this just gets the, uh, you know, the fact that I think part of the opposition to participatory budgeting is this notion that if you involve people in the process that the students would be like, we want $10,000 worth of ice cream or something ridiculous. Right. Um, which is just like, no, these are exactly the types of solutions that all of us are talking about. Right. Um, they are no less aware, obviously, as the people that are most directly impacted and spending the most time in these places uh, that, yeah, it's like, obviously they know what they need. And, and also, so what if they want ice cream one day a week? Awesome you know, like, yeah, like, like not that ice cream yes. is not, but it's like also not so bad to have joyful right. things in a yes. budget, you know? Yeah, that, that how to make space for people to have, to take leisure. Right. Because there's a lot of folks in this community who get to take leisure because of their position and their, and their privilege, which means there's a lot of folks in this community who can't, not just don't, who cannot. And, and that, when starting at that age, when we're talking about then people that have never had an opportunity, essentially, right. to yeah. access leisure. That is just not a thing. Because they probably have to go work on one or two jobs to support their parents, who are also working one or two jobs. Right. And then additionally raising families and helping um, to raise those families. And so if there's no opportunity to figure into a budget how for especially children mm -hmm. to take leisure, which is one of the most essential things as a part of the development process. Mm -hmm. If you can't be a kid and you have to be an adult immediately, you grow up with having a lot of mental health needs. Then, right. then that are also not provided that, for. That are also <laughs> not provided for. Like, yes. So, and just listening to this list, how fucking matter of fact. Right. Yeah. And that, and what, and what that should tell folks is that these kids know exactly what they need. And what does it look like? How? And I, I know part of the it's just the resistance to the change and not knowing. You know, this is a new process, and there's like the learning curve with all of that. And also that then opens the door to all types of changes. Like when we're actually hearing what it is people want, we're going to have to, the day is going to look a little different. But to me, it gets us closer to 
what school is actually supposed to be about mm -hmm. rather than hiring all of these adults <laughs> to be paid questionably large wages <laughs> to you know propose ideas and do all of this stuff that allegedly will benefit the students create programming and new curriculum and new tech and all of this stuff when you actually could just let them learn by engaging in their own community as the school community and taking yeah. leadership in those positions uh, and that that in and of itself is more than likely a much richer educational experience than what they're currently getting on Google Classroom. Right. Yeah, and I, and I think too about how inspiring that would be as a student, mm -hmm. that, that you learn that you are important, that what you wanna do matters. Right. You know, I mean, I think what we're teaching people, well, it's endless, the horrible <laughs> things we're teaching, you know, but we teach people they don't have power. Mm -hmm. they, they can't get things done that they can't learn what they want to learn mm -hmm. and even like they're wrong yeah they're wrong fail broken yeah yeah yeah, like. yeah 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 and and you know not that uh but the when my brother my oldest brother is 10 years older than me which is not very old you know when he was growing up there were still the vestiges of things in high school that could get you a very high paying job right out of high school like shop mm -hmm. class mm -hmm. things like you know like that's my brother learned to weld which like you can get paid $45 an hour. And those classes that gave people potential skills for larger freedoms mm -hmm. are just now gone, right. you know? And, and I do, education is so important, learning, reading, write, research, studying, important. But like those other things, even home ec, like, which probably was learning very- Learning how to nourish yeah, yourself yeah, seems like a yeah, pretty fundamental. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, which unfortunately I think in the heyday was pretty sexist, but like right. a modern home ec is so essential. Yes. So essential. Learning the basics of, yes, we all love hot Cheetos, you know, but you <laughs> yes. can, but you know, that's not sustainable. No, it's but, not. But what this, but what this, what you just said, Chase, struck me, beginning this process in the schools, you know, shop class the folks in shop classes the tech route the quote-unquote tech route and not the college prep route mm -hmm. it creates space for those kids to finally have a real voice mm -hmm. and a real position of power mm -hmm. that they don't in their school by virtue of the class structure of being in college prep versus being in the tech route that was there whenever i was in high school and but fuck man if i really knew that I could be a welder in a union job mm -hmm. getting $45 an hour. Mm -hmm. And that's valuable that it gives meaning to my life. Seeing that emphasized in this process, I mean, I could see some kids, instead of teaching to test, creating more curricula could be an opportunity. Of course, that would have to be approved by the state and the school board would have to go through on it. But it... It's also going to make a lot of folks in the district uneasy mm -hmm. because like you said, it means that a lot of things will probably have to change. Mm -hmm. And, and it would, in my, I mean, there was a thought I had earlier. was like, what if we had more kids on the school boards? Like, then it's like, do I want kids to, to, to experience that? Awful <laughs> <process>? <laughs> they deserve better. But no, um, <laughs> How so? Starting in the school system, 
what things do you see that could be, I mean, is the whole process that you could see transferable over to a local government? I think so, um, because really the process in and of itself is so built on engaging the people that are within the process that it ends up being personalized regardless. So it's like built into the process, you have a steering committee that is going to design the process. That's We also would still need a steering committee to design. Right. It might not be the same process exactly as what the school uses because these are different people and they have different needs. So it's like really the very loose infrastructure that mm-hmm. we are trying to bring in uh, that then we can continue to adapt to our needs across whatever entity it is that, you know, is using it. And so the local government, I think they need a little bit more of a kick (laughs) to feel the motivation (laughs) to actually do it. And maybe to calm, I don't know what it is they're afraid of, but this is the same question I ask. Like, I don't know why... (laughs) the the narrative of black people as aggressive and criminals and all these things um it's like the same perplexity that i experience and i'm like now what are you afraid of exactly um i mean you enslaved people and they don't try to massacre you at every moment i think to me that shows a bit of grace and compassion so it's like well why how do we get this bad rep i don't understand but um yeah, it, it, it'll actually give people the opportunity to see and also, I guess, their external uh, stakeholders that, you know, are also not democratically elected and no. really shouldn't be influencing them at all, but we all know still do, for them to see that, wow, it's not that bad. Right. <laughs> There's nothing that no one's trying to do anything to us. This actually isn't about us at all. They just want to, <laughs> you know, bring their ideas to light. Let's do that. And uh, actually see all the ways that it benefits the community. Uh, I trust the people. Yeah. People. people yeah. Yes. And, and yeah, trust the people. And yeah, I love that statement that it's not about you. Like you person who is afraid, like right. p- people don't want vengeance. They just want a good life, you know. And I'm going to, this is a great place to end this episode. Um, Yeah. Thank you, audience, so much for being here. Um, This has been so lovely. I've learned a fuck ton. And I'm super grateful to, uh, really, when we started, I thought, like, well, this is going to be rough as far as, like, budgeting. And then it's, like, it's a very hopeful, it's a very joyful, it's, putting trust in people so um fuck yeah fuck yeah yeah cool thank you for joining us thank you for having me imani and uh just this last we we said this and the thing is is that all these other people who worry right now they still get to stay in power i mean there's nothing like threatening them yeah and they don't need to be worried for at least like 25 to 30 years down the line right and they'll probably be dead exactly (laughs) so it's like you literally don't have to worry (laughs) don't worry about it at all um did you want to say who you are like like your background or anything um i mean i can i I don't yeah feel compelled to yeah, always. <laughs> yeah, yeah. always like to have some space if you want to like who you are 
what you've been no i think i i these days i'm trying to almost move away for i was like fuck me a me is yeah irrelevant. right um <laughs> it's the participatory budgeting is the only thing really that i need you to take away from this and um yeah i think it kind of goes into my feelings about the like celebrity activist culture yeah. that we have yeah it's like it really is not you can't me mocha and mariah aren't gonna save anybody no. <laughs> um is these sorts of pathways and infrastructure that allows more people you know, to be a part of the process that'll actually change something. Right. And so, and it's also just safer when less people hate me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, oh. I'm like, at this yeah. point, de-emphasize my existence. Right. I'm, I'm going to go off and have my baby and disappear. <laughs> and, yeah. I'll still be working from, a, you know, but <laughs> slowly it's like, do I live in Athens? Nobody knows. We can send you to Cancun. Tr- yeah. Truly. Just sit- <laughs> yeah. Let's propose that project. Remote, <laughs> remote work. Yes, a small scale project. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Sweet.